Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. We're getting you ready for a big football weekend, the SEC. Doyer's back's up against the wall as Clayton Kershaw did what Clayton Kershaw does. I have some picks for you this weekend. I got, we got a lot. We got a lot. I was, you know, you're ruminating the past couple hours in terms of exactly what you want to talk about. And you're like, there's just so much to talk about. Literally so much. Uh, Nick Saban's got COVID. Be interesting to see if he can be a part of coaching this weekend. You have a couple of massive games, including the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, which... That's the battle of two teams with one combined loss four to five games into the season. Um, the primetime game, or to me, the what is it, America's Game of the Week, that's what they call it, right, is the Battle of the Bays, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Buccaneers, Packers. Last time they faced off Brady's and, and Rodgers was 2018. 
That was the year that Brady won his sixth Super Bowl. Score was tied at 17, started the fourth quarter. The Packers had the ball driving to the Patriots' 28-yard line where Aaron Jones fumbled and New England recovered. The Patriots drove 76 yards and scored a touchdown. They end up winning the game by 14 points, 31-17. to 17. So, um, what's fascinating about this thing is that I feel like this weekend is a chance for Rodgers to have his moment. I, I, I've been in this business a long time and you know, there are boxes that you have to check to be considered one of the best in the game. And there's other boxes in terms of consistency in terms of what you have to do to be the best of all time or one of the all time greats. And Rogers, by my estimation, literally checks every box. He's not huge, but he's big enough. Like he's a big six, two. He's not a blur, but he's fast enough. He's not just, he's athletic enough to move the pocket, but also athletic outside of the pocket, running occasionally for a first down. He's deadly accurate and has a crazy strong arm and has a competitiveness gene and has the ability and desire to drop it in the bucket on deep throws. Like there's, he can change arm angles. He's smart. He's tough. He's played hurt. He's been hurt and come back. There's like all of the things that are generally challenges He's now played for multiple coaches, slightly different systems, and succeeded. I would tell you, I Aaron Rodgers, he, he checks more boxes than Tom Brady. And you can tell me, well, he doesn't have as many Super Bowls, and that's fair. It's fair. But you can't tell me that if you're clutch enough to win games that you shouldn't and then win a Super Bowl, all of a sudden you're not clutch at other times. Like, was Tom Brady not clutch for the 10 years that he went without a Super Bowl win? Of course not. There are other circumstances at play. So he's been good enough to be the best player in the league. He's been the best player in the league, even in times in which he hasn't won the MVP. He checks every box. He's won a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl MVP. Like all of these things, he's unbelievable. This was Tom Brady talking about Aaron Rodgers. I think there's a lot to like about his uh, his play. I think everybody always uh, is pretty much in awe of how he makes it look so easy. He basically doesn't throw interceptions and throws a lot of touchdowns. So. There's a lot of great things to say about his game. Uh, he's he's you know one of the great quarterbacks that ever played the game. I mean, n- nothing but re- uh, uh, but respect from from Tom Brady. And the the part that that he gets that so many people get that Aaron Rodgers I think wishes we would talk about more is unlike Brett Favre, he he's not willing to take ridiculous risks because he knows if he really doesn't like something, just. Live to play another day. Don't turn the football over. And that's how he's, he's only had more than 10 interceptions. I think once in his career, he is a low turnover guy. He is a great ball handler in the backfield. He's great moving to his left. He's good moving to his right. He, he does it all. This will be his moment on Sunday. He's not going to win six Super Bowls. He just wants to, to, to get to and win a second one, Right. You can't win a third one until you win a second one. And that's all he wants. And a couple of years ago, a calf injury and a couple of crazy things that go bump in the night took them out of the Super Bowl and Seattle went there. That's when they lost to the Patriots. So he's not going to get six Super Bowls. He's not going to get to play for Belichick. He's not going to, he probably won't ever play for the Patriots or an organization of that kind. He's got to do the best with what he's got. 
And I think knowing that seizing this moment on a Tampa Bay team that they just lost uh, Vita Vea, their best defensive lineman. The offensive line is still not clicking. And, and let's be honest about Brady. At this age, he's not capable of carrying a team the way he used to. And the, the ability to, to actually see on a football field the difference between the two of them, Rodgers, his arm strength, his throws, his foot movement, his style versus Brady, I think that becomes a big win, a big moment for, for Aaron Rodgers. Brady, Brady has been the past, has been the face of winning football. Rodgers has sometimes been overshadowed. His talent is better, but he's been overshadowed because his teams weren't as good. Now his team appears to be better, and Brady may be a bit over the hill, and this is a great moment for Aaron Rodgers to capitalize on. Last time he was leading his team to a game-leading touchdown drive, and his running back, Aaron Jones, who still is running back, fumbled. That was a couple years ago in New England, in Foxborough, taking on the Patriots. Patriots would go on and win the Super Bowl. They would, uh, they, they would lose in the playoffs. And for Rodgers, Mike McCarthy would go on to get fired. And last year, winning 13 games, kind of smoke and mirrors. And this year, it feels like they might have the best team in the league. So he, he may never be considered the GOAT, but if you watch... He should be far better than the goat this weekend, which when you're better than the goat consistently, you actually would be the goat, but that's not the way the goat conversation apparently works. All right. Coming up next. Um, when guys are worth over $200 million and they're going to be recognized as hall of famers as all time. Greats. Most people don't have sympathy for them, but I do. I do. I, I have a tremendous amount of sympathy for one superstar athlete. I'll tell you why next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So is the sixth inning this time, huh, Johnny? Yep, top uh, top of the sixth. Dodgers with visitors, yep. Top six. Uh, well, no, there's bottom six if Dodgers were visitors. Yes, I'm sorry. You're right. Bottom six, sorry. So uh, everything was going along quite smoothly. Um, obviously, Kershaw isn't the same pitcher he used to be. And then as Clayton Kershaw is prone to do, he gave up a home run, and then they didn't take him out immediately. And then it got worse and worse and worse. Right? I mean, that's that's really what happened. And, um, you know, in the fourth inning, Ozuna homered. And then, you know, Freddie Freeman doubled and Asuna, um, Acuna uh, actually ended up scoring. It was two to one. And it, it, it just, it felt like it got a, out of hand right there, obviously, in the, in the sixth inning. They gave up six runs. He was only charged with uh, allowing four of the runs. But I feel bad for Clayton Kershaw because, honestly, uh, you, he can own the, the Cardinals meltdowns in the seventh inning. He can own the meltdown of last night. Had he simply beaten the Astros in the world series and 
this is the the true crime to what the Astros did. And, you know, look, I can defend sign stealing from this perspective that the reason that we have such uh, ornate signs in baseball is somebody is always trying to steal them, right? If not, you just go, hey, fastball's coming. So there is value to knowing, and there's also a desire to steal signs. Now, they took it a step further, obviously, using the cameras and the trash cans and whatever else they used, and and I don't know if there's a buzzer or not. But the fact is that because they have done this, and because they hit so many home runs and home runs off Clayton Kershaw, seemingly knowing what pitch was coming, it leads us to wonder and it leads you to think, had that not happened, had Kershaw won that game, the Dodgers won the World Series, what happened last night wouldn't, would, wouldn't be a big thing, right? Because you go, yeah, you know, he struggled really against the Cardinals. He had the great game against the Mets. He's had some really good outings, you know, um, but he, he did win the World Series. I remember they beat the world. Remember they made, maybe they beat the Astros and he was the, he was the pitcher and they won the world series. Oh yeah. I remember that. But now you can't. And we don't know how much of it is on the up and up. We'll never know. I mean, I've always said this about steroids. that It's, it's not just the record books that you have hurt, which is what baseball is built upon. But um, my guy, Matt holiday is the perfect example. Perfect example. If I say Matt Holliday's name, Ryan Music, do you think um, Hall of Famer? Yeah, probably not. Um, I'd say more like he was a really good player who had a really good career. But when we talk about if you're a Hall of Famer, your initial reaction should be, oh, yeah, definitely. I would say he uh, does not fall into that category. He hit 20 or more home runs in, what was it? Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think it's like eleven straight years, right? He had twenty or more home runs, right? which puts him in like elite category. It's just being solid. He, he hit two ninety nine for his career, so like just a he has two thousand or so hits. He's got over three hundred home runs. Um, he won four Silver Sluggers. He was a seven time All Star. Like he's right close. The problem is if you look at all of the, the 20 home runs, 20 home runs became a watered down number, even 30 home, became a watered down number because other guys were hitting 40 and we came back to find out they're hitting 40 because they're on steroids, right? So it's not, it's the guys that were kept out of superstar status as well as the guys who never made it to the bigs because some of these players started juicing up later in their career, elongated their career, which made it harder to break through into the bigs. The same is true for the Astros. Like think of other teams who were limited because the Astros beat them. And we assume because they knew what pitch was coming. Knew what pitch was coming. There's Dave Roberts defending Clayton Kershaw. He came out and, you know, five innings, one run. And then, you know, again, we just, you know, what happened right there in that sixth inning. But he gave us a chance to win the baseball game. You know, we couldn't put any runs up uh, early and get a lead and um, or hold a lead, you know, after the Eddie home run. But uh, that, that narrative uh, couldn't be further from the truth. I get it. I believe it. I want it to be, I want it to be factually accurate. But I also know, um, I also know that it's just really, really hard to tell people, look, the guy carried a baseball team for an entire season. 
I mean, he's literally, and Ramos, you can attest to this, like during his peak Kershaw years, he he, he carried the team. He, yes, he was the best pitcher on the Dodgers for at least, I want to say, six years, maybe more. And probably the best pitcher in the National League yes. for the same time. And he wanted MVP and a Cy Young in the same season. Right. I mean, like, the guy is, every five days, you're like, okay, it's going to be an easy day for the middle relievers. And if we have a bullpen, we end up with a win. Like, he was crazy good. But when you pitch that number of innings in order to get to the playoffs and have the, you know, there's 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 some... You know, flammability there in late innings. And it reared its head last night. And it's reared its head before. Yes, uh, rhyme music. Uh, so how do you stack up a career like Clayton Kershaw versus someone like Madison Bumgarner, who's been mostly totally average throughout the regular season, but then had such high moments in their World Series wins? Um... I don't think it's close. I, I don't think it's close. Like, look, I think Madison Bumgarner is incredibly competitive and, a, you know, in those big games, he's been nasty, but you can't compare a guy who's been so thoroughly dominant. On the other hand, like, let's not change the rules and move the goalpost. It's hard to wrap your heads around Clayton Kershaw as one of the five greatest pitchers ever if he hasn't been in the playoffs. It's impossible to not say, okay, He's got a 3.96 ERA, right, in the playoffs. And like, that seems a lot lower than I would think. Yeah, but his normal ERA is like below two. (laughs) You know, it's twice as many runs per nine innings. That's bad. Um, It's a hard one. It's like uh, Kurt Schilling, who everybody hates because of his political styles, you know. But Kurt Schilling is a great money pitcher. Big game money pitcher, awesome. But you mean to tell me like you're going to take him ahead of Kershaw, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Smoltz is probably the best of both worlds where he's been clutch, shown that he can close games, shows he can be a great starter, and been a great regular season pitcher. Yes, Ramos. How about the uh, comparison to like what we you talked about with LeBron James? You know, there were a couple times in that NBA Finals where he was tired. Like, he was tired. And he needed somebody else to pay. I mean, he was taking shots, missing shots. He just looked like he was tired and I think that's what's happened to Clayton Kershaw sometimes he gets a little tired but there's nobody else out there to pick him up and so therefore it happened like if if the Dodgers had scored 11 runs like they did the day before he would have still been pitching and probably would have won that game like 11 to 5 or something like that or 12 to whatever it would have been so in the same sense of LeBron James like he gets tired you could see it in the NBA finals there were a couple games where he was exhausted I mean I know it's different because they're running up and down a a basketball court different type of 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 workload, it's not like they're standing on a mound and pitch and takes another five minutes for another pitch. But still, there is that 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 consistency of being tired, but having somebody else like an Anthony Davis or KCP to pick you up and hit a big shot when you don't have it in you, or right. Kobe Bryant in, in the finals of 2010 where he was like six for 25, was 12, terrible. Yeah, but but and he looked tired, but he needed other guys like Ron Artest, Ron Artest or Pal Gasol to yeah. carry him. In a Dodger situation. You, you score no runs, there's yeah. nobody to carry you. No, it's, it's totally true. It's totally true. And, you know, if you just score, you know, two or three early in the game, you can, you know, you can, you can pitch differently. You know, when you have to pitch and you don't trust your bullpen and your offense isn't producing, it's a really hard way to pitch, especially when you don't have what they call an FU pitch. <laughs> right? What's, what's the FU pitch? It's just the, I'm going to throw this. Anything. And, okay. And you can't hit it. 
Okay, it's the you can't hit it, and his slider's pretty good, but it it's not the same because he's not throwing mid nineties with a fastball, and the slider's not not doesn't have the same uh, uh, spin rate. You know, it just doesn't. And fu pitches, I get to you know, I get to t- two balls, two strikes, and I got to get out of I got to get out of this inning. I can throw a pitch. I I I got I got to throw a pitch, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then you go back to the dugout, and they're like, "Man, nothing you can do about that thing. Don't worry about it." You know. Hope he throws a ball, you know, just an fu pitch. The 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 Mario Rivera cutter was a little bit. the The frustrating part about the Mario Rivera cutter was you could hit it; it just wouldn't go anywhere. Just the it would just saw off bats, so you just almost never squared it up, really. But the an fu pitch is the um, Adam Wainwright Adam Wainwright curveball, for example. Here it comes. You know it's coming. Nothing you can do. Starts at your eyes, ends at your toes. And you're sitting there going like, I, I got to hit the bottom of this curveball. It's right down the middle. And then all of a sudden it ends up hitting the dirt. You're like, I, there's, I can't do anything with that. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's, uh, let's, let's welcome in Salma Wilcox, longtime NFL vet, pro football focus analyst, and uh, a guy who knows, studies, the National Football League at a level far beyond that that we're capable of. Solomon, thanks so much for taking time with us. Um, hey, Doug, great to be on with you. What do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think we're going to see on the field in Tampa? Uh, the The Bucks lost their best defensive lineman, but it is a pretty good defense. The offense is a work in progress, but clearly there's some talent there. Going against the Green Bay team that's had a week off um, and was playing great football before they had the bye. Yeah, I think if Tampa's really smart, they do not want it to necessarily turn into a shootout. But, I mean, I think the strength that Tampa may hold in terms of an advantage is the ability to run the football on the Green Bay Packers. A defense that really hasn't proven that they can stop the run. They've been sort of uh, protected by large leads in games so far. But when, you know, even the Falcons were running the ball on them, I mean, teams have been able to do it but then they have to abandon it uh, because of the score. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, they're, they're averaging almost 40 points per game, 38 to be exact. So I think uh, you got to turn Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones loose behind that off line, um, and I think it gives Tampa a chance. Tom Wilcox joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, are you what, – what's, what's your reaction to Aaron Rodgers' start of this season? Because there, there were some – that thought his best days were behind him, whether it's year two, whether it's the, the other wide receivers have improved, maybe it's the level of competition. He, he seems better than ever. What's, what's your reaction to his performances so far? So the data and our PFF database show that Aaron did show some decline in some areas, but it wasn't significant enough to be worried. He was operating at such a high level for the totality of his career as you recall, he sat the bench for maybe two, three years before he ever got to play. And then he came on like gangbusters once he became a starter. So it showed that over the last two years, the numbers had declined, but nothing significantly enough to be alarmed. I, you know, then I watched the tape. That's kind of what I do is combine my knowledge of the game and watching the game with, with the data, because I think somewhere in between lies the sweet spot of truth. And what I saw was a player who had become bored playing in a system that he didn't want to be in with Mike McCarthy. Great players who play for a long time. You know, for us mere mortals, we got to work hard at it, right? 
for the guys who don't have to work that hard at it and are very talented, they can become bored if they're in a system where they're not being challenged and they feel like they're encumbered. And I think that's where he was. I thought last year brought some new life to him. I think he wanted to do some things a little bit different. Um, but you could see Matt LaFleur is wanting to incorporate the running backs, have a little bit more of a powerful run game, be able to use the running backs in the passing game of the tight ends. That's why he told Devontae Adams, we're not going to need you for this one against Atlanta. Because look, you looked at what they did uh, with the tight ends and the running backs in the passing game. You could tell they're trying to evolve into something that they haven't quite done before. And I think Aaron's growing, but at the end of the day, he's having fun while doing it. Yeah. And that's why you're getting maybe some of the best that we've seen from him. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a great point. Um, what would you, if you're New Orleans, it sure feels like Drew Brees' arm is shot. Now, now, maybe without Michael Thomas, you know, they're, they're not going to look the same. You add him in and he's got enough. Do you think Drew has the arm to win the big games in the playoffs? I think it's a great question. It's one that I have asked for the last two years. If you take a look at it uh, over the last two years, remember they got beat at home, okay, by the L.A. Rams. He couldn't. He wasn't throwing the ball down the field in those games. When he tried to stretch the field, bad things happened. And then, again, last year against the Minnesota Vikings, his one deep throw was picked off by uh, Anthony Harris, the uh, talented safety for the Minnesota Vikings. I will say this. Each of the last three years, and our database shows it, his average depth of target has been by far the lowest in the NFL. But at the same time, they've won three straight division titles. So I don't know that the two equate to their ability to win. In fact, I know that it doesn't. But I think once you get into the postseason, Doug, and you're going up against really good teams, sure. you've got to make teams defend the entire field, width and length. And, and that's where Drew Brees, I think, has come up short in the postseason. Remember, they come up short in the postseason three years in a row. We don't have to go all the way back three years because that was the Minnesota miracle. But over the last two seasons against the Rams and Vikings, I think Drew, against the best competition, Man, as much as I love him, as great as I think he is, I think that's where there's been some discrepancy. And now you're seeing him struggle a little bit, as you said, to push the ball down the field. I, I Listen, I think they're going to win their games. I think they're going to get into the postseason with seven teams getting in in the NFC. I think the two struggles are going to show up when you go against the best once you're in the postseason. Longtime NFL vet and NFL analyst, Asama Wilcox, joining us. You can read his work at pff.com. That's Pro Football Focus. He's an analyst there. They do amazing stuff uh, using real and, and then some analytics in terms of their statistical and, and, and analysis. It's, fan, it's a fantastic site. Solomon, let me, uh, l- let me get to Cleveland. They're taking on Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh hasn't played the greatest uh, teams yet, but they've been really, really impressive. Cleveland, outside of getting their butts kicked by Baltimore week one of the season, seems to kind of be figuring out what Kevin Stefanski wants. Really good run game and playing off play action and then letting their defense get after it. Um, Do you think that works against Pittsburgh? Arguably the best defense in the league, especially against the run. How how does this matchup look to you? Cleveland, I think they can play with Pittsburgh. It's a matter of will they stay consistent. Because Cleveland, you know they're the best run team in the NFL. They are also, and we've been saying this with uh, at PFF, that we thought Freddie Kitchens should use more uh, play action, 
more bootleg, more RPO-type stuff coming off the running game to help Baker. Baker's better throwing on the edges, better in play action. Um, he's, he's just going to be better. When he's forced to play from the pocket, he struggles. I think you even saw this in the second half last week. There was a game that they could have lost to the Colts, who have a really good defense. They started to make Baker pay, and then, uh, and then obviously they were even gallery up to Philip Rivers. He returned the favor and started turning the ball over. Uh, but I, I think Kevin Stefanski has learned he's got to protect sometimes Baker from himself. I think he's understanding now the strengths and weaknesses of his quarterback, armed with a really talented offensive line and good running backs. That's what they want to do to Pittsburgh. I'm just not so sure they're going to be able to do uh, run the ball that effectiveness, but I do know that it's going to take play action. Uh, I just think Pittsburgh's defense, and we said this coming into the season, they're just too good when it comes to their ability to pressure the opposing quarterback. The coverage is still good enough on the back end. Um, it'll be interesting, though, to see if Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry can win outside. More importantly, can Baker really compete by throwing the ball outside when he has to perform from the pocket? The data suggests that's where he struggles the most. Data also suggests that that's where Lamar Jackson struggles the most. His, his passing numbers have been down. It, it feels on some level like people are starting to figure out the Ravens and, and what Greg Roman is doing and try to make him play, you know, the, the old playing left-handed, do things he's not comfortable doing. Is that is that fair? Why do you think that the Ravens, a team that dominated the league, and look, they're still having a good year, but they, they just haven't been clicking nearly as much offensively recently? Yeah, well, listen, it's, it's easier said than done, right? I, I go back to the end of the 2018 season when the Chargers went out with Derwin James and they played seven defensive backs the entire game. And, man, I'm telling you right now, the fans were booing Lamar Jackson yeah. when they left the field and were one and done right in the postseason, and the Chargers went out there and beat them. I, I really thought that the Chargers had shown everybody what was needed. But, lo and behold, he comes back in 2019, and Greg Roman with the same stuff, you know, he wins MVP, wins another division title, and then guess what? I said all along, if they have to play from behind, they're going to struggle. Well, Mike Vrabel and the Titans went in there, one and done again in the postseason. So you're going to see these anomalies where the Ravens are going to win a lot of games doing what they do, right? Because they got good running backs, and the quarterback really functions as a running back. And then they've got play-action shots to the tight end on Marquis, um, you know, the, the talented uh, tight end, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and they're able to do some things. But they're going to run up against a team. That's going to stop their little streak, and and when they when they lose, it's going to be bad. Like it's not even going to be close. So listen, I love what Baltimore does. I do think they are trying to work with Lamar, making him more efficient from the pocket, and to be able to have some balance to what they do, not just running it, but throwing it as well. But you can tell they're willing to live with those deficiencies because they just feel like they can win more games against more defenses. They know they're going to run up against a problem, and that's why they know they cannot fall behind too far on the scoreboard. Or that's when they're done. Really, their goose would be cooked. Salman, great stuff, man. Awesome insight. Love your work, and appreciate you joining us. All right, Doug. Hey, you take care of yourself. Thank you. All Come right, on. Salman Wilcox, one of the good guys, great NFL vet, analyst, and, of course, you can see him at Pro Football Focus. Uh, 
Le'Veon Bell is now a Kansas City Chief. What should we expect to see from him? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe... Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Byer. Dan Byer, what's the game today? Doug, the game today is... Psychic. All right, Psychic. Will there be a Game 7 in either of the league championship series in Major League Baseball? Uh, yes, there in the ALCS there will be a Game oh, 7. Oh, okay. Well, even specific. I was even leaving it open. You think the Astros are going to ride that momentum? Do you think they'll close it out in a... think they'd come all the way back to win the series? Yes. Or, ooh, interesting. Yes. You are all about momentum. I am, and it went out the window yesterday with the Dodgers, I know. <laughs> just uh, just riding that wave. All right, switching gears to the National Football League. Now that we know that Le'Veon Bell is going to be a member of the Kansas City Chiefs psychic, do you see Bell making a positive impact in Kansas City? No. No, I don't think he can play anymore. Mm. I, I just, I, I, I don't think he's got the juice in the tank. It's a, he's 28, and the year off did not do him well. He hasn't looked like the same guy. I th- I honestly believe that no matter how disgruntled, they would have found a way to use him if they felt like they could use him. They just didn't feel like he could use him. Sure. How many undefeated teams will we have in the NFL after week six? So we got the Steelers, right? Yep. We got the Packers. Yep. Can't. Um, we didn't, can't no, we don't have, no, we don't have Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City yeah. lost. Uh, Seattle's on a bye. Seattle's on a bye, so they will definitely not lose. Huh? That's, that's big stuff right there. We will have... <laughs> We will have and, two. Uh, we'll have two. And, uh, the, and the Titans. Uh, and the Titans, yeah. Yeah, we'll have two. I'm not sure I know which two, but there'll be two. And that's one of right. them will be the Seahawks. And that's why you know that's why we leave it up. Because I also know you do picks later on in yeah, the show. Yeah. So that's why. So uh, two undefeated teams. All right, kind of on that theme, there are three winless teams in the NFL. How many will we have in the league after week six? We've got the Giants, Jets, mm. and Falcons. Well, the Falcons are playing Minnesota. That's a battle of... Record-wise, bad teams, but I think it's a mismatch. I think Minnesota's far better, right? The Jets take on Miami, a two-win team, but that's a nine-and-a-half-point spread. I mean, people just think the Jets are I, – I, that one I actually think will be closer. Um, the Giants had the best opportunity, right? They have their favorites against the Washington football team at home. I think we'll have two, two uh, winless teams. What is lost in the Vikings season so far? And I was talking to some uh, friends of ours uh, in Fargo, North Dakota, on a Fox Sports Radio affiliate, uh, Bison, up there, 1660. The Vikings have had – you wouldn't look at on – the, on the surface, it doesn't look like it was a murderer's row. But we talked about the Texans' start to the season. Well, the Vikings' only win was against the Texans, but they had the Titans, the Packers, the Seahawks. And then you had a road game against Indianapolis. Yeah. So, I mean. No, crazy hard schedule. Yeah. Crazy hard schedule. It's the same thing with Houston, by the way. I mean, Houston, when they, when they fired Bill O'Brien, he had, that was the toughest schedule I could think of. But as it's turning out right now, when you see those games that they played, maybe the Titans you wouldn't have thought would have been uh, one of the top games. Same thing with the Colts, and, and now they have been. All right, moving on to college football. Will Nick Saban be on the sideline for number two Alabama against number three Georgia on Saturday? Because there are some who think that this option has not been ruled out. Uh, Psychic, what do you see? 
I do not see him on the sideline. I do see him in the stadium. Mm. Maybe in a hazmat suit up in the booth. (laughs) Drinking a Diet Coke. (laughs) You just look. Well, how many times I got to say it? Getting the cover, too. (laughs) And the oatmeal cream pies. Isn't that what he's a favorite? Uh, Is he? Yeah, Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Who doesn't like oatmeal cream pies? Well, they are they are good. Do you like them better than the um what are the little deviled uh devil cakes? Zebra cakes? Or or no, I like zebra cakes, which are different. Okay, but. so the the three are those are those who makes those little Oatmeal cream pies are little Debbie. They're all little Debbie. Yes. Okay. A little Debbie. But I didn't want to get it confused with hostess. No, I I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to get no, I would I would never. I wasn't I'm saying not, so, so when, dog. Yeah. I was no, so saying. when you when you go to a store, right, and you go check out the little Debbie st- stuff, right? They have the little birthday cakes. They had the marshmallow, uh, uh, the the chocolate the the chocolate covered marshmallow, and the, inside the cookies, right? Those are the little okay. Debbies. Uh, they got yodels, ring dings, funny bones, devil dogs, coffee cakes. Swiss rolls are the ones I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, and Swiss rolls are like the uh, ho-hos from Hostess. Correct. That's exactly yeah. what they are. Yep. Okay, so you get you can go and, like, you got two bucks, and they're 99 cents. Well, you got one dollar. They're 99 cents at wherever, whatever uh, grocery store you're going to. You're going on a road trip. You can either take oatmeal cream pies or Swiss rolls. Which do you go with? Of those two, I'd probably take oatmeal cream pie. Music? I, I'd got to go with the Swiss roll. All Swiss right, roll is so good. Swiss roll is so good. With a little milk, too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Although oatmeal cream pies are good, but I, I get, I get, I'm like at the, at the one oatmeal cream pie limit. Like yeah. I get, they're just so sweet. The, the first bite is amazing. It is it's amazing. the third one that you're like. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, God. This is the stuff that people actually tune in for. That's a great discussion. <laughs> but I will say I yeah. like Ho-Ho's a lot better than, than Swiss rolls. Swiss rolls. Yeah. Okay. I'm... Yeah. How I, long has it been since you had a since you had a Twinkie? Ooh, that's a long time. I got you know burned by a Twinkie once when it sat sat in the camper of my cousins yeah. for like a summer, <laughs> and then and they like, they brought them in. Oh my goodness, they'd never tasted the same since. All right, you got a couple more. Let's, let's fire through a couple more sports. Things. Oh, I thought you wanted a more. Uh, treat, I do. I actually. Uh, want, I, I could yeah. do this. We could do this entire show on treats again. Zebra zebra cakes are my favorite of the little Debbie. I will say those are the white ones with the chocolate drizzle. The Dan Byer updates and uh, games are brought to you by Zebra Cakes. Zebra Cakes, <laughs> the number one choice of Dan Byer. Psychic, who gets the Rockets head coaching job? Jeff Van Gundy. All right, and they'll wrap up with this. Psychic, are both Van Gundys coaching in the NBA next season? Yes, they are. Hmm. And back to little Debbie versus Hostess. Uh, okay. No. It- That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Favorite kind of cookie? Fire, go. Uh, we have two kinds of Oreos in the house right now, so I'd say Oreo. Well, there's two kinds? There's Oreo and double stuff, right? There's, there's Oreo. Kind? We got golden Oreos as well. Okay. What about you there, uh, Ryan Music? Favorite I'm going to have to go with the good old-fashioned chocolate chip. Chocolate chip cookie. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, homemade, just uh, homemade. You know, it's the interesting thing about cho- homemade chocolate chip cookies. They're better than even the uh, uh, any famous Amos ones. Any of the cookies you can buy. I don't believe anybody can. Chips Ahoy, as good as they are, they're better when you make it at home. Ramos, one cookie. 
I agree with a chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Yep. B- b- above sugar cookies, above chocolate cookies. Yes, above most definitely. Oatmeal raisin cookies. Why I like oatmeal them? raisin, but I wouldn't take it above. Do you the like the chip. raisins in the oatmeal? I do love raisins. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're going on a road trip. You can take Swiss Miss. You can take any of these snacks or potato chips. Which do you go with? Chips. Yeah, I definitely got to go chips. What kind of chips? Barbecue would probably be the most general. Which barbecue? Well, I, I told you, I love Cardi B chips and the all-dressed. So those are my go-to chips lately. Right, we'll continue with the chip discussion because some of you guys are going on road trips this weekend to go see football games. Baker Mayfield will struggle on Sunday. I'll tell you why. Upcoming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.